Ellen is a fan of irony. She's the one forgetting Liam, or is she? Kirby is projecting her lonely girl lifestyle, lack of a man, and general thirst onto Sam. Cole Hain gets a new cut and the new girl in town. When there's a will, there's a stepmother trying to make her way on it. On the scale from none to hooker, how sexy are we talking? We are talking CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 6, A Used Up Memory. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. <laughs> so much drama, so much drama in the LBC is kind of hard being Fallon Carrington. Okay, that doesn't rhyme. I'm sure Snoop was not thinking of the Carringtons when he put that rhyme together, but he should have been because there is so much drama on Dynasty each and every week. And this episode is, of course, right on par with all of them. Season 3 has been by far the most explosive dynasty episode to date honestly we have upgraded in every sense of the word as dynasty is coming into its own we're finding these tropes and this universe is truly coming to life the life of the carrington is non-stop and this episode was no different cw's dynasty season three episode six a used up memory we are talking all things thereof and by we i'm talking me because i'm the only one here today but i'm not the only one here on this panel all of you at home are as much if not more so a part of this panel than all of us here in the studio uh of course my co-host maddie pox unfortunately could not be here she's dealing with her own carrington drama because i am very 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 sure and confident that she is a carrington through and through this week we're going to break down the episode as thus fallon goes to dinner and you know the dinner i'm talking about yummy sam needs a man or does Kirby? Liam wants to remember, and he sure does, Adam's little helper, Nadia. Nadia is a naughty girl. Vanessa makes a career move. Dominique plays Mother May I. Jeff Colby plays Detective. Loose Lips sinks ships as Vanessa spills the beans to Colhane. Hell hath no fury like an Evan Scorn. Man, my man Evan got burned, burned in public. We have a special segment, Wow, in which we pick the best outfit of the episode as Dynasty is known for epic outfits. We do have some gossip. It's a little bit of a titty bitty good piece of committee news you might want to stick around for. And of course, our predictions. The predictions have been super on point. It's as if I'm holding a crystal ball. Uh, my overall thoughts on this week's episode, CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 6, A Used Up Memory. This week's episode was fantastic. It has set up so many different subplots that we've been paying attention to we're looking at Je we're looking at adam and nadia getting closer of course we were we were looking at some type of relationship and intimacy nadia has this affinity for adam we finally get a kiss that was exciting to see as far as liam and fallon that's another relationship we've been very much focusing on and 
Liam has been very reluctant to try to remember Fallon. He's been going back to Ashley. But in this episode, of course, we get this rekindling of a romance, the romance of true love. That's what everyone notes as Fallon and, and Liam, and that's what they seem to be. But it's true love. Is it in paradise? And it doesn't look like it will be. We also see this other relationship that we aren't focusing on however we cannot not take notice which is between blake and crystal blake and crystal have become a true powerhouse season one season two we saw very different not only different crystals but different incantations of their relationship in season one crystal was possibly uh just a thirsty gold digger in season two she was she trustworthy or not we lost a baby but now in season three crystal is coming to her own she's a boss ass b word and we cannot deny that and together they have become a powerhouse now where that house falls and is it on the foundation is yet to be seen we also get kirby and her new man we're going to learn a little bit about this guy, Joey, who's this uh, who's this motivational speaker, but we don't really know anything about him. And is that trouble in, or not? And, of course, we get Colby always playing the ever-lucent ever protagonist to the Carrington's wealth because he is on the outside, even though he should be on the inside. Speaking of which, his mother is no better, as we have the Vanessa Colhane dominique connection. Dominique's the manager and the stepmother. Colhane figures it out. So many things are are just pushed to the forefront and makes us excited for next week's episode and where this drama goes. And my man Evan gets his heart broken and we see this dark side of Evan. We saw it when he came out, uh, came out as a character three episodes ago. In when he got his hands dirty by destroying Fallon's community service, we see him today as he nudges the ashtray off the off the ledge. And then that was a metaphor for what happened to him when he gets pushed off off the ledge. So Evan has Evan has a bit, a, bit, a couple a couple issues. Let's be very honest. Uh, Let's get into Fallon going to dinner. Now, we know that Evan and Fallon are supposed to go to this dinner. Evan invites Fallon to go have dinner with his mother. Fallon is is his mother's kryptonite. I mean, Fallon, what has Fallon not done to this family? Fallon basically killed the sister, the little sister, drove the mother to the nut house, right? Uh, sorry about that for anyone who has actual mental illness, but that's the way the show's set up. It's not me. I don't write the rules. I just read them. So, Drives the mother to the nut house, quote unquote. And then we also get her being freaked out when Fallon even comes close. And now she's dating Evan, the, the son, the brother, the person who hated her the most, loves her the most, has this weird obsession with Fallon in a very opposite of Adam, but still on same par type way. What are we doing with Evan? Fallon assures Evan Liam's gone. We don't want Liam anymore. Liam's out of the picture. And of course, rekindles their love. They go to dinner. Evan finds out through Adam's meddling and shows up. 
What's going to happen with that? What's the idea behind Evan becoming this new dark side? I mean, he's definitely got serial killer tendencies if I've ever seen him. He does the passive aggressive thing. He's nice to her, but secretly upset. He walks away furious after telling her how much she he understands. He says he doesn't want to stay in the way of true love. And then he looks like he's taking DNA hair evidence to set Fallon up for later. What is the deal with Evan? Evan is a special type of crazy. I mean, he definitely, red flags, red flags all the way. Red flags, but Fallon, how could Fallon see this? You don't see the bad side of Evan. The only way that Fallon ever saw that is from the beginning, that meeting in which when they met, it wasn't okay. They met in a very bad way. And so it's interesting to watch that happen. And we have to, we have to come to terms with the fact that Evan is not the person who Fallon clearly thinks that he is, right? Evan is, Evan's going to be a, a problem. Evan is more dangerous than Adam. At least we see Adam coming. Adam is, Adam is clearly Fallon's nemesis. We see Adam coming from a mile away. We know he always has bad intentions. In fact, the first person when brought to the attention of from Evan, someone, your assistant called me and told me to go to the dinner, we we already knew it was Adam. Fallon had no question. Adam called you. Knew. Adam is meddling. But Evan, we don't see Evan coming from a mile away. I mean, Evan is coming off as this perfect good guy, helpful, even understanding, compassionate, sympathetic, empathetic, loyal, loving, caring, nice guy. His hair doesn't even move. And then we get the other side of Evan that we don't see, that only the audience gets to see, the angry Evan, the one who looks like he's about to punch a hole in the wall, the one who confronted Liam at the dinner and was like, put his finger, the finger on the chest move, the little finger on the chest. Liam swats it away. I thought, I thought there was going to be a fight that breaks out right there. I thought they were going to get at it, but they didn't. It was just a little bit of like, oh yeah, you don't want to mess with me. And then, and, and then Evan said something that was like, gangster, Gangster is F. Evan goes, test me. You don't want to test me. <laughs> like, that's so gangster. You don't want to test me. That's how he felt. Like, Fallon simply went to dinner with Liam. And here's the problem. Fallon should have been honest. Fallon should have said, hey, Evan, I can't go to dinner. I'm not feeling like going to dinner with your mom. That's not something I want to do, period. But on top of that, I'm going, with, I'm going to dinner with Liam because he needs me to remember. And I'm sorry if that makes you feel awkward, but... I'm telling you the truth so that you're aware of it. But of course, Fallon omitted the truth, which honestly, in this case specifically, but if you look at omission, it is a lie by omission. I didn't tell you the truth, so technically I'm just lying. She could have given him the facts, but she didn't. She took it back. She put it on her own plate, and now we see what's going to happen. Hell hath no fury like Evan Scorn. I'm telling you, Evan is going to be a very dangerous part in Fallon's life, especially with Fallon having so much going on. She has this new media company Fallon Unlimited which the name of the fake company that she used last season or in season one especially and they have that lifestyle monthly magazine which is at this point I guess very misogynistic but they're going to come out and make it like oh except more Fallon in the most Fallon-esque of ways there's a lot to do because guess who is very involved in that company Evan is Evan is supposed to be the in-house counsel we already get the website went down. I really think that was part of Evan's plan. Now we get the hair 
being taken and that's clearly to be used as some type of DNA evidence for a later crime to be committed. I mean, Evan is going to call for the downfall of Fallon because he feels his heart is broken. That's the way Evan plays. We've seen this. We've seen him when he destroyed Fallon's community service in the flower bed when she had to complete her hours. He already felt like he was doing Fallon a favor. He really was into Fallon. A guy bringing a girl to dinner with their mom, especially when this is the only parent or this is the most important parent, that's a big deal. Evan really took Fallon seriously. And to be fair, I feel that Fallon really liked Evan. I mean, it wasn't as if she was toying with him. Evan did come at a very bad time, clearly should have played the rebound role, but understood that he had a chance. Why? Because Fallon kept leading him on in that way. I'm with you. I like you. I think Liam's the past. You're my future. We I, we can get to know each other better. He forgets me. You are learning to know me. All these things were just things that Fallon was saying to Evan. But the truth is she was saying it to herself. She was reassuring herself because she knew this wasn't the way. Monica knew. Monica knew that Fallon was in love still with Liam. Everyone knew that Fallon was still in love with Liam. So that moment when Liam and Fallon are, are rekindled, when Liam steps up at the questionnaire, wow, what a great piece of media journalism right there for all the paparazzi that was in place as they were taking pictures and at this press conference about Fallon Unlimited and, and Liam's the one asking questions. We get the other guy who's like, hey, buddy, can anyone else ask questions? I love that part. And then, of course, it leads to their kiss. Liam remembers. He remembers that her favorite color is cobalt blue, that she loves white lilies, that she likes drinking South Sides, that she eats bacon while driving in convertibles, hates wine coolers and bangs. He's remembering. And now all the details may not be falling into place, but enough are. And he knew that there was something up because he said, everything Ashley told me was really about you. So clearly these two are made to be together. And a lot of people have that question in mind. We're going to get to that in the news and gossip. So make sure to stay tuned. And we appreciate each and every one of you, of course. Honestly, your comments below, your theories are amazing. I know we have the live chat up and we have Bree in the production room right now behind the curtain, keeping her eye on that live chat. All you Dynasty fans, thank you so much for watching, sharing, subscribing, telling your friends, spreading the word, and sharing that love. We appreciate you. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five stars we so greatly deserve. I mean, this, not my opinion, but you all have spoken. This is the best Dynasty after show in the world. And we appreciate you. Help us. Grow us. We're in it together. Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And just to shout out, uh, Tehran, this is Brown from the booth. As Tehran mentioned just a second ago, we do have some people in the live chat right now just to shout them out. Fernando Gazzaro. Alexis. Fernando. What's Fer up, my man? Fernanda. Oh, is it Fernanda? Fernanda. Oh, we have a Fernando that's on, and I love uh, Fernando's Alexis theory. Alexis Mista. Hi, I'm sorry Alexis. If I'm butchering How are any you? Names and Tracy Perry are all. Tracy in here. always leaves great comments. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We're here for you. Uh, I do want to talk about this with the chat, and let's see if they have any ideas. Does Sam need a man? I really like Sam's dedication to the hotel. He is clearly super. 
invested, and I don't just mean financially, but personally invested in La Mirage. This is the person that we've been watching grow. This is a mature Sam. However, Kirby, who has a company she's supposed to be running, a company she stole, by the way, from Fallon, Kirby seems to be looking for fun. And now she's found this Joel guy, this Joel Tanner, who's this motivational Anthony Robbins type speaker. But I feel this cult vibe to him. He even throws a couple jabs at at Sam. Oh, uh, when they're going to that Savannah uh, to the Savannah forest just to be in the clearing. And Sam's like, Oh, I, I don't, I wouldn't go to that. And I'm busy. He goes, Oh, of course, if you, you don't have the under ability to understand, it might be too difficult for you, or it's too difficult for you to understand. Or those who can't comprehend what we're doing would never get it. Like, Hey bro, calm down. You just, you just, you just walked into this. You're staying at this guy's hotel. He's the owner of this hotel. You're a motivational speaker. Do you own a hotel? I've always found it interesting when the when, when motivational speakers or people who give these speeches, they don't have anything for themselves, but they're teaching other people how to do these things. Like, I've always found that interesting. And how, never mind that Joel's very cute, very good-looking guy, tall, got those nice teeth. He's got that kind of swag, this John B. kind of, uh, he would have been the sixth member of Backstreet Boys swag to him. I get it. Cutie. Kirby's been jumping around. Sam even says it. Sam's like, you don't have to sleep with every guest at the hotel to stay here. I'm letting you stay here for free regardless. So now she's found this Joel guy, and I feel this culty vibe to him. He's got this vibe to him. It's not, I don't trust him fully. He seems to be a master manipulator, and I feel like Kirby at a point right now, though she feels like she's getting her confidence back, is actually taking a couple steps back and doesn't even know it because of Joel. Joel will ultimately grab control, and he seems to have a con artisty feel. In fact, the first thing he brings up to Kirby is, you look like you didn't pay to listen to this, and he brings that up. So clearly that money means something to him. She did pay for the first round, as she said, though. So I don't know if Sam needs a man, but I don't know if Kirby needs this man. I'm afraid of what path this might go down. So be wary. Keep your eyes on this. I think this is going to be a very important uh, subplot that's going to arise and create some chaos. And we didn't see Anders in this episode. However, I can see these two butt heads, both of them wanting what they are going to assume is best for Kirby, except Joel's is probably going to be a lot more self-motivated. In the chat, Tracy Perry says, Joel is a creep. I don't trust him. I think he is going to try and hurt Kirby. I agree. And Fallout is going to help. I agree. Or Fallon, sorry. I agree. And that's why I'm very worried. I'm very worried for Kirby. Kirby's been going down the spiral ever since she left that Carrington house. You would have never thought that leaving the Carringtons would cause you into more chaos. However, this is not the Kirby that we grew to respect and love last season. This is a this is a different Kirby. This is a Kirby who's not who's not all of herself. She's lost. And Joel is not the one who she should find to get found. So we'll see how that plays out. Liam, however, tries to remember that we rekindled this relationship. Sam doesn't need a man. Kirby finds this man. So we're getting these different relationships. And then Adam 
has a little helper, Nadia. Nadia, who is new to this uh, season, is the uh, the nurse that they bring in since since Adam's explosion and and his injury. Kelly Barrett is such a good actress. I really like her. She's fun. She has this feel to her. She's got this 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 strong personality, and yet somehow plays a dominant sub or a subservient dom to Adam. I mean, these two are a very wicked pair. Nadia, of course, is like, I can help you. She says it in different tones. In one tone, she's saying it like, I can help you and I will be part of your debauchery and I will be part of your plans to ruin people's lives. And then she says it like, I'm a helpful person. How can I help you? So you don't know what her true motives are, except that she seems to have an attraction for Adam. Or does she have an attraction to her patients? Is the, this the first patient she's gone after? Is she a person who's who's got Munchausen attraction by proxy. I mean, I don't know what the psychological term would be. However, she's the reverse Stockholm syndrome. Is she the the one who plays the aide and falls in love as the nurse? Is it the is it is it an effect? I don't know. I don't know. Is it like the Stephen Hawking's nurse? You know what I'm saying? Basically, as the helper, she's got this special intimacy with the person that she's helping and guiding and teaching and reteaching. And these are usually people who had a control because if you get this injury later, it's someone who's probably uh, in, in a great, in a strong position to begin with. And now they feel weak and she likes to nurse them back. That's a real thing. And if that's the case, is she going to try to keep him down? Adam, when I say him, I mean, Adam, is she going to try to keep Adam down in order to keep playing that role and position. We don't know. However, the one thing I do know is that Kelly Barrett is an amazing addition to the cast. I love seeing her on screen. It's great to see two diabolical characters, one who is and one who's becoming. It's almost as if we're seeing Joker and Harley Quinn without the abuse. So good for them. I like watching this unfold. We're getting a new protagonist team, and we're going to see what chaos they wreak, especially since Adam's so afraid of Crystal taking his place, and we see that that Nadia reads the will and says that Crystal's the sole heir. I don't think that's the case because I don't think Blake would cut out Fallon. However, that's... Adam's biggest fear is not to take his rightful place in this family, and he says as much, and that's the thing. Crystal really does take the place. Crystal in this season has stepped up to the plate. She's no longer the... She almost was not necessarily weak. Weak is the wrong word. She's She was definitely not as confident in the seasons before. She was definitely not as on board with being a power player. And yet we get the new Crystal, who I've said I really, really like this new Crystal. I'm a fan of Daniela Alonso. She plays the Crystal role very well. I like the way it's developing as a character. But we get that understanding that these two are now becoming a powerhouse. They they take joy in the things that they do. They are having a good time. Even getting the the bracelet, the ankle ankle monitor off of off of Blake. They are together. It's forty five seconds, and yet they're working as a team. Colby comes in, and and Crystal drives him away 
not convincingly, but enough where she's only, you know, telling the story the way it is. Uh, that Blake is taking a nap. He's not available. He gets cranky trying to get rid of Colby. And and we see her doing these things, things that she may not have necessarily done in the season's past or been reluctant to do so or not have been as competent as she is to do so. Before, she was kind of dealing with the family drama and whether it's her own family or the Karen family, but now she's taking her rightful place and mantle as queen, queen of the Carrington family. So good for that. I love how this family is coming together. When I say that, I mean how they're falling apart, of course. It's nice to see Blake and Crystal become truly one. On the other side, we see that Vanessa and her stepdaughter are butting heads, and that's the team that was supposed to come as one, as we see uh, Dominique not playing the manager and the mommy. She is a cutthroat manager. She wants Vanessa's success, but at the at the risk of, of her own personal life, Vanessa's personal life. Vanessa's having this fling with Colhane. Colhane, of course, last episode saving quote unquote Vanessa from the attack and now gives her his number. We knew that was going to be a thing as soon as Colhane walked in with his jazzy new haircut and his swaggy little coat. And he was like, Oh, yeah, here's my number. And she's like, no, here's my number. Use it as often as you like. And boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, we're going to get some boom, boom, boom. That's how this works. They go on this date. Paparazzi comes. Dominique sends the paparazzi. They run around. And Dominique is furious with Vanessa because she says something very, very key. We, meaning we, her family, which she doesn't see Kobe, uh, Jeff, and Monica, she doesn't see them as her family. She sees Vanessa as her family. Vanessa's the one she raised. Vanessa, she she we get this tidbit with Dominique where we find out that she was married to Vanessa's father and then Vanessa's father cut out. And so Dominique raised Vanessa so much so she took her to her first concert where they saw Whitney in London. And guess what? Dominique had told that story to Colhane, but as a manager, and Vanessa tells that story to Colhane as a, as a stepdaughter. My stepmother took me. And, and Colhane, of course, puts two and two together and gets four. That's dangerous piece of information that's going to come out later, especially since Dominique was the one who went to Colhane and specifically was like, I need you to stay away from my artist. That's going to cause a whole big problem. Vanessa stands up to Dominique and is like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. You do your job. And yet we do see that that Colhane is distracting Vanessa from why she's she's there. Now, do I agree with Dominique? Yes and no. Dominique is diabolical. She's nefarious. She's notorious. She's every bad word in the book. However, she wants what's best for Vanessa and what's best for Vanessa is publicity. What's best for Vanessa is getting to those auditions and getting uh, on, on broken glass records, which is ran and owned by Fallon and Monica and, and Colby. So we need to figure all that stuff out. And Colhane has become a distraction. Colhane is distracting her. 
We see that she's in the apartment. She doesn't check her phone. We see the the paparazzi thing. I don't fault her because honestly, she didn't want to. I would have stated if I was Vanessa, I would have stated I didn't want him to get the wrong impression on our first date. So she reeled him in, roped him in. And I understand Dominique called all the hounds to go hound them, but she could have used that as an excuse, but she didn't. And of course, she stands up to her mother, her stepmother, and that is not something that Dominique wants. Dominique wants everyone to bend to her will. Dominique wants to be the one in charge, and everyone else is her pawn. So make sure to tune into that storyline because that is going to be a focal point that brings a lot of things down. I think we're watching all these webs being weaved and woven, and we're watching the strings being pulled as we speak. Another interesting string pull moment is Jeff Kobe playing detective, knowing something's up. First of all, he's a he is a tech super genius. That's how he built his fortune. He taps into Blake's ankle monitor when it goes off for a second. He knows that Blake is making a run for it. Blake is going to try to see somebody and... Of course, Jeff Kobe needs to know because he wants to ruin Blake. He shows up. Blake outsmarts Jeff with the whole hoodie, switching the hoodie. When when the guy walks away with the hoodie and he's going towards the car, I'm like, oh my gosh, Blake is about to get caught. And no, it was the other guy. Blake gets away, gets back home because Kobe would like nothing more than to ruin, ruin Blake's home arrest. He's on house arrest. He's out. If he was back in jail... He feels like he'd have a stronger position to ruin all his companies, take them away. Kobe is out to destroy Blake. I don't know why. I mean, yes, technically, yes, I understand why. However, I don't know why Kobe can't just go on and live his life. You've done very well for yourself, my friend. You're a billionaire, too. You did not get to live in the Carrington household as you were supposed to through your legacy. However, you were able to grow as a person. And let's not forget that you <laughs> you were dating Fallon. I mean, you've done a lot of things wrong too, Colby. You've done a lot of things that were wrong too. So don't, basically, don't throw rocks in glass houses. Bree, is that the saying? Yeah, I believe it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. throw rocks in glass houses, right? So yes, Colby, you're not perfect either. You are as bad, if not worse, than all the Carringtons that you are judging at any given time. And to be very fair, if the situation were reversed and you were doing, you were going through all the things that Blake is going through, you would do the same thing. So Tracy also saying Colby needs to let uh, the hate for Blake Carrington go. He yes, successful without Blake. I told you, Tracy always knows the things to say. Loose lips sink ships. Vanessa tells Cole Hain. And says, I wanted to tell you, she's my stepmother. Do we think that she should have told him or not? I want to know what you're thinking. In the comments below, let us know if Vanessa made a big, big mistake. And of course, we get the Evan storyline to come through. Uh, we get a little pieces of information about everything that's going on. So here we have a lot of different parts to one story unfolding how this is all going to play out in blake's murder we still don't know what happened to the body we still don't know we have a lot of questions carringtons let us know that's why we watch each and every week let's get into our special segment special segment wow 
picking an outfit that is the best outfit of the episode. This week, I'm going to go with Monica's zebra outfit when she was talking to Jeff. Oh my God. I'm not even a zebra fan. I'm not an animal print person, but she looked amazing. Hair, fleek. Eyebrows, fleek. Outfit, on fleek. I love the way she looked. I don't even know if people use on fleek anymore, but if they did, this is the time to use it. She looked wow. Would love to know what you thought the best outfit of the episode was. Let us know in the comments below. Let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? After Buzz TV News. Now, the news and gossip is all about do we get another season of Dynasty? We are talking some season fours here. CW is renewing, and everyone is wondering if season four is going to come out, especially the producers and and the writers of Dynasty. The rumor is we are most likely going to get a season four. However, it is not confirmed. We are looking into it as we speak, and a lot of people are talking about that right now. Another piece of news and gossip is Will Thalium, hashtag Thalium, Fallon and Liam, ever happen on Dynasty Season 3? Now, we know that this is what we think is happening right now. However, a day ago, Daytime Confidential spoke to Adam Huber, one of the writers and producers on Dynasty, and they are talking about why or why it should not happen. So you're going to want to check out this wonderful Daytime Confidential article and let me know what you think. Are we still shipping thallium? That's up to all of us. Why does that sound like a drug that makes you overdose? Thallium. That's what it is. Let's get into some predictions, shall we? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. We're talking some predictions right now. Now, if you're asking me, I think Nadia and Adam are up to no good. We're going to see Nadia placate to Adam and their are going to cause a lot of trouble. They're going to go after Crystal in a way that she is unprepared because she does not even know she has enemies. I do not think the will simply said Crystal is the sole heir. That does not sound like a that does not sound like a Blake thing to do. He does not usually put all his eggs in one basket. I think Anders is going to butt heads heavily with this Joel Tanner guy. I think Joel Tanner is going to be a major bad guy and it's going to cause a lot of strife for the people who care the most about Kirby, she's going to fall deeper and deeper into that abyss. I think that Kohane and Vanessa are not going to stop seeing each other, even though that is the plan. I think Kohane and Vanessa are going to sneak around. Dominique's going to find out. And even though Dominique threatened Kohane, he's not going to threaten Easy. He, he said he would, but he would not. However, Dominique is going to find out, and then Kohane is going to find out what threats really are. I also think that Liam and Fallon, sure, it seems like it's great right now, but bad things are on the horizon for them, as Evan does not let up. I think that they are going to be attacked from different fronts, including not only, of course, Evan, but I think that Adam is not going to allow that to play because Adam is still afraid. Let's not forget that Liam got hit in the head by Adam, so we don't want him to remember everything or we're all in trouble. And I think that Colby is clearly not done trying to ruin Blake's plans, 
But Blake seemed too easy. It was too easy to just let that plan go. Like, oh, and we see him playing chess at the end. So I think he's three steps ahead and he's already got a plan B, C, and D and almost wanted Colby to find out about that. So we will find out all that and much more. Until then, you can find me at I am Tehran all across the board. That's I A M T E H R A N all across the social atmosphere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And of course, you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other AfterBuzz after shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week, we're going to be talking so much CW's Dynasty, it's going to make your head explode. I will see you right here next week. Same Dynasty time, same Dynasty channel. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.